You are listening to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you are on this disciple's journey as we've been walking through the end of the book of Jeremiah and the book of Lamentations. Now, we have seen a lot in these two books the past couple of weeks, a lot about the wrath of God poured out on the nation of Judah as they head into captivity in Babylon. And as tough as it has been, the way that we're closing out this week, the end of Lamentations is probably one of the toughest passages of all uh, all of the scriptures. In fact, it's in our uh, reading this week that we see uh, Jeremiah just crying out, talking about the calamity in Judah and the uh, how the the city sits as as lonely and isolated, how those who are in captivity uh, even were facing famine and sword, and uh, the uh, the women were even boiling their babies. It is a terrible situation, and you would think that the end of Lamentations would bring some hope. Now we do see hope in chapter three, but chapter five has been. Uh, called the the end of lamentations has been called by some just a hopeless ending to the book and i understand the concept there i understand what many people are talking about but i want to actually show you evangelism or the spreading of the gospel the good news of jesus christ from lamentations chapter 5 and so Chapter 5 of Lamentations, verse 19, is where I want you to go. And we're going to read the very last four verses of this book. Uh, and, and I want to talk about evangelism. That's what our Thursday episode is about. Uh, how do we share the gospel? How do we spread the good news of Jesus? Uh, even from a book that seems to be hopeless, how can we find our hope? Well, look at Jeremiah and look what takes place in Lamentations 5, verse 19, this prayer of mercy. He says in verse 19, you, O Lord, rule forever. Your throne is from generation to generation. Why do you forget us forever? Why do you forsake us so long? Restore us to you, O Lord, that we may be restored. Renew our days as of old, unless you have utterly rejected us and are exceedingly angry with us. So maybe after reading it, you would say, you know what? I agree. This is kind of a hopeless situation. Uh, how can we find any joy in the midst of this? And what in the world uh, was Jeremiah thinking closing the book out like this? And yet, I want to remind you, Lamentations, a song of lament, uh, this this idea of uh, weeping and crying and uh, calling out to God uh, is is actually a form of repentance, and and that's one of the key words, even from this passage that I want you to to kind of anchor uh, yourself on uh, today. Uh, the very first thing that we look at in in asking how do we find hope, how do we even get encouragement to share about God or even share the gospel, uh, a New Testament uh, element from this passage. Well, if evangelism is sharing the good news, especially in the midst of captivity, they needed good news. And what is the greatest news for us today? Well, look at verse 19. You, O Lord, rule forever. 
Now, I want you to pause. I want you to think about that because regardless of what you feel, regardless of what situation you may find yourself in, regardless of the captivity you've experienced uh, in your own life, uh, understand that for the Israelites, their greatest hope could not be a king like Nebuchadnezzar or a king like uh, Zedekiah or Jehoiachin or Jehoiakim. Uh, it could not be even David who reigned and was considered the greatest king. Their greatest hope had to be uh, uh, central to this truth. God is on his throne. His reign is eternal. You, O Lord, rule forever. Your throne is from generation to generation. And, And so we begin there. I, I had someone recently tell me, you know, Matt, when I listen to your podcast, it just seems like uh, you all the time, you're, you're a, a broken record on the fact that God is sovereign. Well, I'm a broken record because the Bible is a broken record on the fact that God is sovereign. From Genesis to Revelation, we see the throne of God established that God has never never given up his throne. He is over all things. And so I'm going to preach it. I'm going to beat that drum. I'm going to ring that bell. I'm going to continue to sound that alarm uh, forever that God is over all. His reign is eternal. And that, for me, is the greatest hope. Because the question would be, who else would you want to be in charge? You? Certainly not. Me? Certainly not. Absolutely not. We want God to be in control because he is great, first and foremost. Our God is, is, is great and greatly to be praised. He is worthy of glory and honor, but he's also a good God, the great good God. He is the God who has established for us um, a, a way to get to him through his son, Jesus Christ. And so, so I, I want you to see that. We can have hope because the Lord reigns forever and ever. Uh, as you have walked through Isaiah and Jeremiah and Lamentations, you see in these passages that the, uh, the, the uh, way that a king would come to power is the other king had to die. Our God will never lose his power. Christ died, was buried, and rose again, and has been given the authority and dominion of an everlasting kingdom. In fact, what's interesting to me is in Matthew 28, with the spread of the gospel, uh, his the Great Commission, uh, he begins his Great Commission with this, All authority has been given to me. He doesn't say go first. He says go in this understanding. Authority has been given to me. This this authority spoken of by Daniel in Daniel chapter 7, where he said, I saw one like the Son of Man who was given a dominion and authority. The same word uh, means that Christ says, when you go, you're going to go in my power. Trust my authority. So in Lamentations chapter 5, at the end of this horrid book, this 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 tragic book, um, we see hope and we see truth that Christ uh, is in charge. We can trust his reign. The second thing we see is that we can turn to him in repentance. Notice he says, why do you forget us forever? Why do you forsake us for so long? Restore to us, O Lord, that we may be restored. That word there is revive us. Um, uh, but he says, restore us to you. Now notice what, what he says. Turn us back to you. 
You see how sinful and wicked the people are is a representation of how sinful and wicked we are. And the truth is, we cannot turn to God on our own. We are so bad, so depraved, so morally uh, uh, opposed to God that we can't even turn to him on our own. God had to turn us to him. And this was the point of the, the, the new covenant in Christ. This is the point of Jeremiah chapter 31 uh, and, and the, the reminder that God is going to put in us a new, uh, a, a, his spirit in our hearts and that we're not going to have hearts of stone but hearts of flesh uh, that, that God will restore us to himself. And so when you pray, sometimes our prayer doesn't need to be, God, I repent. I turn around. Sometimes it needs to be, God, help me to repent. God, turn me back to you. Turn your face upon me and turn me back to you. Uh, have you ever just been there where you knew this is the good that I want to do, Romans chapter 7, but I find myself doing the evil that I don't want to do? I know there's good that I'm trying to do, but I can't seem to do it. And I know there's evil that I'm trying to stay away from, but I just keep doing that over and over and over and over. Our God is gracious and loving, and compassionate, and kind. So even in Lamentations 5, in this, what many have called a hopeless passage, we see the hope that our God can turn us back to Him. So we trust His reign, and we are turned to Him in repentance. And then we can now celebrate a restoration and renewal. Look at verse 21. He says, renew our days as of old. Renew our days Restore to us all that we had. Give us life again. This this idea of renewal or revival, um, this this restoration. Only God has the power to bring life to those who are dead. I want to remind you of this. You may be thinking, you know, my uh, my situation is too big for God, and you may never say that with your words. But how are you living right now? Are you living in panic and worry and anxiety? Are you looking at relationships you have and saying, they are so far gone, God can never restore my relationship. God can never turn us back together and, and work like we should. Uh, maybe you're uh, looking at a job opportunity and you say, I have wasted my education or experience and there's no way that I could ever uh, ever be considered for that. And, and God can restore and renew. But even more than that, my hope is that you would really Realize that on this earth, many things will die and pass away, and many things will will be burnt up. But ultimately, we have the the promise that in heaven there, or in in the afterlife, there is a new heaven and a new earth, and all creation is groaning Romans eight for a renewal, for a restoration, and God is going to bring a new heaven, a new earth by renewing this world. And so as we close out Lamentations chapter 5, he says, do all of these things unless you've utterly rejected us, unless you are exceedingly with, with, with an overwhelming anger towards us. And that's kind of how Lamentations 5 ends. Uh, the book of Lamentations ends with, unless God, you have rejected me, unless you're just angry with me. And that unless is this conjunction of, of God, this is what I want. I want to be with you. I want to be turned back to you. I want to follow you unless you're just done with me. And many would look at Lamentations as it closes and say, what hopeless uh, words. And yet, because Lamentations 3 reminds us, remember, 
his mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Therefore, I have hope in you. If we understand that, then there is no unless. Uh, you see, lamentations is not the last word. Love is. Lamentations is not the final say. Love is. In fact, while we were lamenting over our sin, while we were lamenting over our pain, while we are lamenting over our suffering, Christ's words from 2,000 years ago have stood the test of time. Hanging on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And then he cried out with his last breath to tell us thy, it is finished. Lamentations is not the final word over your life, believer. Love is. To tell us die is the final word. It was finished in Jesus Christ. And so this is the good news of lamentations, that God has not utterly rejected us. His anger is not so overwhelming that he cannot forgive. We repent, trust his reign, turn to him in repentance, and then thank him for the renewal and restoration that is in Jesus Christ. Let's go share that with the world. One of the greatest ways that this has taken place uh, is our is our Throwback Thursday moment in church history, and it has to do uh, with uh, one of the greatest uh, changes for the church uh, and for for history as as a whole in the 1500s. In 1456, a man by the name of Johann Gutenberg produced the first printed Bible. And it was this invention of the printing press that allowed movable type, uh, this this metal type, uh, to be placed in this uh, what would have been a technological advance at that point, uh, where now they could produce copies of pages, specifically the Bible, uh, at a fraction of the cost of what it had been. Many copyists had been uh, taking uh, papyrus and uh, and uh, taking animal skins and copying the Word of God on scrolls day after day, year after year, century after century. And it cost so much uh, to do that, the resources, uh, millions of dollars in today's uh, equivalents. And yet, because of what Johann Gutenberg was able to do, in 1456, he was able to produce that first printed Bible. And in that same year, uh, a group of, of individuals printed 200 copies of the Latin uh, Vulgate. Uh, within 50 years from that date, uh, many books had been published and many writings had been uh, produced. And this led, this movable type, helped move the church into an environment ready for the Reformation because God was working everything in His sovereign will and time, uh, getting things ready. Uh, the, uh, the, the time of the Reformation, which we will see in the next few weeks, with Luther and Zwingli and Calvin and all of these individuals, uh, could not have gone as quickly or as smoothly without this printing press. So we praise God for this moment of church history where God used even technological advances to get his gospel known to the world where it could hear not uh, lamentations of God's anger uh, or rejection towards us, but his love cried out even from prophets of that day. So I pray that you will take that same love to the world around us. Uh, I love you. I'm praying for you. Stakes in the ground. <laughs>